Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to Mind Your Loaf, a podcast about taking action on our mental health. I'm here at my co-host, Mar. Hi, everybody. Brilliant. And a team at Irish Mental Health Charity, TurnToMe.ie, who besides helping us with this podcast, provide professional mental health support online free to everyone in Ireland. So I thought, let's, let's theme this because I would consider myself as an unlucky person. Now, people again are going, how can you be unlucky? You do all these shows, you do TV shows, you do loads of stand-up, you travel the world. I've done two world variety shows. I think I'll just throw that in there. I feel like okay. Ken Dodd. <laughs> anyway, um, and I thought we'd theme this on uh, lucky and unlucky people. like Because mm-hmm. a lot of people out there would consider themselves lucky or unlucky. Unlucky, yeah. And so what would you say you are? Um, I don't know, actually. Well, this couldn't be perfect. Because this- I get too existential when I think about this question. Yeah, well, that's luck. your job. But I mean, you're I know. you're trained like that to get uh, extra. No, I was born like. What this. was it again? You said there existential. Oh yeah, that's what. Is that like like that's basically opening your brain and stretching it? Yes. <laughs> For want of a better answer. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. <laughs> You've got extra what? Extra pencils. <laughs> if you need extra pencils, you should have brought them in. So existential. Yes. Yeah, so. I would consider myself unlucky, which we will discuss in a minute. Yes. And you don't. You're on the fence. So you're you're what they call neutral. Perhaps. Although I do find myself saying stuff like, oh, that would only happen to me. Okay. Does that mean I, I yeah. feel I'm unlucky? That's an unlucky, uh, Mindset. That's unlucky terminology. Yeah. So we are going to talk, which is, which is amazing. There's a, a, okay, so I'll just explain very quickly, which I'll probably do when he's on the phone in, in a minute as well, was I was given these 10 books by a friend of mine called Colin Cloud, who's a forensic scientist, and now he's a forensic mind, mind reader. And he works a big show in Vegas and all that kind of stuff. And I sat with him while I was in Edinburgh. And I just because I was trying to get loads of people to work out how I can help myself. And he gave me these ten books to read and said, "Read these ten books. They'll take you about a year, and it'll change your life." Because he said to you, didn't he? Like you don't need, you don't have time to go back to university. But if you no. read these ten books, I think it's brilliant. If I read these ten books, I'll have more or less the the the, the gist of four years of heavy study. <laughs> but it's just, but it's working very well. So I got one of the books is called The Luck Factor by Richard Wiseman, and Richard basically studied lucky and unlucky people, mm-hmm. and that's who we're going to be talking to within literally minutes. 
On the phone, we have, uh, well, Professor Richard Wiseman, or is it just Richard Wiseman? Is it Professor? Which uh, way it, do we go? It's, it's definitely Professor. Oh, sake, well done. No, hey. no, no. Richard Prof. is fine. Richard is fine. Well, just to say, uh, you're on a show, uh, a podcast for mental health, uh, and it's called Mind Your Loaf, and myself, Jason Byrne, uh, I have decided with Mark Cusack over there and the website to basically do a kind of a, a it's, like, it's, it's kind of mental health, uh, you know, just trying to help out people. But I want to do a different theme each week. And just to fill you in, Richard, was uh, I was given 10 books to read in a year that may change my life. And your oh. book... Your book, which was given to me by a guy called Colin Cloud, who's a forensic mind reader in Edinburgh. Oh, I know, I know Colin very well, yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so Colin recommended your book, which is... Now, I was given the look factor, and I, I didn't know anything about it or anything. And, uh, I mean, you're going to be very pleased with me, Richard, anyway, is that I read, read your whole book, and I'm now... Well, I'm basically in look school. So what I want to do, though, first off, Rich, is... It's based on lucky and unlucky people. And is, is that a thing, Richard? Are, are there lucky and unlucky people? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so the, the, the research goes back um, for about so 15 years now. And I was interviewing people about kind of key moments in their lives, how they ended up with certain partners or careers or whatever it was. Mm. And you kept hearing these two words, lucky and unlucky. And at that point, no one had really done the research into it. It'd been sort of dismissed as superstitious nonsense or just chance. And so I started to interview people and found out that people really did consider themselves lucky or unlucky in certain domains of their lives. And then went on this quest to find the luckiest and unluckiest people in the UK and interview them and work with them and try and figure out, you know, what was going on. So that, that was yeah. the roots of the, uh, the research. And well, the amazing bit in the book that I read was that you were a magician and you were on stage. And is that where that kind of started for you? Because was somebody on stage with you who thought they were, was it money you were burning or something? How does that trick work? What were you doing again on stage? Yeah, or, or I mean, we... magicians like sort of burning burning money, um, well, yeah. other people's money. They're not they're yes. keen on, on burning their own. Um, so, yeah, I've done, I've done lots of magic tricks which uh, involve that, that sort of thing. And, and people sort of kind of going, oh, I'm a lucky person and... So they're going to make a certain choice on stage and, and so on. So it all has its roots in the, in the same sort of thing. But, and, and so, yeah, I started in, in, interviewing them, inviting them to the lab, getting them to do experiments. And, yeah. you know, you could see the lucky people were way outperforming the unlucky ones just in terms of success and, and happiness and, uh, you know, trips to their GP and all these things that we, we like to, to kind of associate with well-being. So there was definitely something going on. But it's not faith, is it? I mean, do you believe that it's their personalities and the way they're putting themselves out there? Is that what is that what's happening? Is that, yeah, that, that, is that, that what was, defines luck and unlucky? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, there's it, it, not, not true of all aspects of our lives. There are some things which really are chance. I mean, some sorts of illnesses and accidents, and, and we shouldn't take responsibility for those. But often some of the things that we ascribe to good and bad luck, actually we're creating those events by the way we're thinking and behaving. And we don't realize we're doing it. I mean, this is the way the brain works. You know, it sort of works away in the background and, and you're not aware of everything that you're doing and the, uh, the implications of that. So, yeah, there's, there's basically, you know, lucky people see the world, see themselves in certain ways um, and, and behave in certain ways. And the same with unlucky people. And that then gave uh, rise to this very interesting idea that if you change the way in which people think and behave, you can change their luck. And, and that was really the, the kind of pivotal central point to the research. 
Well, I am... Um, when you read your book, like you, you give us a like a, a look journal to fill in as we go along, and I would consider myself before your book an unlucky human, right? Even though oh. I do all these stand-up shows and I've done like loads of TV and I've had like a really you know really good cool career, but I would still feel my feel that some of the choices I made were unlucky, but. Before I read your book, I thought I was genuinely unlucky, Richard. I thought I was going, oh, oh my God, how is this happening to me? Like, I just, I know I decided that, but why? Oh. And then I actually, after reading your book, I realised it's all my fault. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's, I have nobody else to blame but me. Like, I made the certain decisions in my career that if I made the other decision, that thing wouldn't have happened. And But... I but so what I did was because uh, you said in the book you know you gave us different exercises, so um, I recently became separated from my uh, and uh, you know my marriage uh, broke down. I got a little bit kind of like you know upset and I got a little bit introvert and all. So in your book, uh, I, was, I was following it. You said uh, please just try and talk to somebody different tonight, right? And I went oh hmm. god because as a comic comedians as you know, uh, as being a performer, is that we don't always want to talk to the people after the show, right? Because you know, mm. we we're, we're up yeah. there and we're giving it all. And so after I did a corporate gig in Newcastle and it was insane, like it was mad and I, I, I did very well. But afterwards, I, was, I normally go to bed. I says, no, I won't. I'll try Richard Wiseman's uh, look factor idea and go into the room, uh, open up my body, smile, uh, look positive and see how it goes. And I went in and people coming up to me and shaking my hand and going, oh my God, thank you, that gig was so good, you saved our, our, our party. And then the boss guy came out of nowhere and he came up to me and spoke to me and I said, right, I'm going to keep positive here. I'm going to stay positive and happy and try and push it out there into the universe. And I kept like, you know, touching his shoulder and stuff and going, look, listen, I think your, your company's amazing. I love doing that gig. And within <laughs> half an hour, he gave me three brand new gigs for this year which are very big uh, award ceremony gigs for his company wow. and then he asked me to come back and also could I do uh, a bit of a chat about public speaking to his staff <laughs> fantastic so fantastic. now be so that, that's yeah okay so yeah so I would but before I would never have tried that Richard I would have went I'm too unlucky for that yeah so I think we we all have you know our, our comfort zones um, lucky people do tend to be a little bit more extrovert than most, but it's also about the way they connect with others. Uh, it, mm. It's very much a win-win. It's not all just all about them, and they, that's exactly what's happening there. You know, they're going to get some great gigs, and you're going to get some work out of it, and that's all, all wonderful. Um, they are about connecting with others, forming that kind of sense of, of community. And I just think, you know, it, it's so easy. I'm not exactly your position where you, you give a uh, do some kind of performance and you just kind of want to skulk off afterwards because you're tired or what, whatever it is. Mm. So just pushing yourself a little bit out of that comfort zone and interacting with certain people, then all these things start to happen. So we've all got these unconscious behavioral patterns. We don't realize the impact we're having on the people around us and so on. And the book was really kind of nudging people to, to change that and to shake it up a little bit and to be a little bit more open to these opportunities when they, they come along. So it's, it's lovely to hear stories like that. And Richard, just what you're saying there, um, it, you know, you said that you've acknowledged that lucky people or people who consider themselves lucky generally are a little bit more extroverted. Does that mean that introverted people are less predisposed to be lucky? A, a little bit. 
But that's also slightly due to the era in which we carried out the research, because this was all prior to social media. And, uh-huh. and I think, actually, now there's, there's something that's happened, which is that a lot of connections are happening online, and introverts traditionally are a lot happier uh, with that. So nice. I, I'm not certain that that would hold up right at the moment. I, I think it's true for face-to-face, and, and you know, if you're confronted with a party and a group of people you don't know and so on, you've got to be a particular sort of person to, to walk in there and chat. Um, and so I, th- I think online that, that may have changed. So that, that was uh, one of the, um, the principles yeah, and, about this notion of connectivity. And a lot of the studies that I've seen you do was like people who weren't happy in their job, they, they just like they literally just went for it and went, I don't want to be here anymore. I'm just going to leave and then I'm just going to see how I, I mean, there's so many people who are listening right now that be, that are, that, now you're also listening to I me. Mean, there's a lot of Irish people here listening to this as well. We don't like change. We love the same oh. thing. My mother goes on holidays and she finds an Irish bar with all her mates and I, she comes back from Spain and I go, how was the holiday? She goes, it was great. We didn't meet any Spanish people. So. <laughs> Irish people are, 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 they just don't want to change. And so how can you get somebody? I mean, because I learned, and that's what you say in the book, you say you, you have to be willing to change your, 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 maybe not your personality, but your way of thinking. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. I, I think we're all creatures of habit. So, so I, I totally get that, that we're all in these little sort of boxes and that's where we're, we're most comfortable. But if you want to look for opportunities and for change, then something's got to alter there. And part of that is the way in which you see yourself. So if you see yourself as a creature of habit who always does the same things, goes on holiday and meets the same sorts of people, that's, mm. that's what the future is going to hold, which is fine if you're happy with that. But if you want to change, then you need to see yourself as somebody who takes, you know, who does things differently. And that can start with quite small exercises. So it could just be mm. watching different sorts of TV programs or listening to different sorts of radio or podcasts or whatever it is, reading different sorts of books, seeing different sorts of films, trying food that you don't know whether you like or you don't. Um, all those sorts of things make us sort of into people who go, you know what? Actually, I, I'm not always doing the same thing. If an opportunity comes along, I'll take it, or just for the fun of it, I'll do something different. And, and so I think that is helpful. In fact, one of my colleagues at the University of Hertfordshire has, has actually done research into this notion of doing yeah. something different. It makes us far more flexible thinkers. Yeah, mm, and, and yeah. I'm also enjoying this look school thing. Like, I, I am really feeling like that, that look is coming my way. And it's, I don't feel my, I don't think on paper my life is any different right now, but a couple of, but certainly different things have happened. Like we were trying to get into a restaurant when I was in tour in Britain with my tour manager and the two people in front of us, it, it was um, a Bill's restaurant and they said, no, sorry, it's full. You have to come back in half an hour. And I said, here, I'm going to try something to my tour manager. He goes, what? So I smiled as much as I could. I went, I'm so sorry to, to, to do this, but we have a show down the road. We're only here for half an hour and all these positive, positive, positive things I threw at him. And he went, Come on in, no problem. And sat us at the table. He sat so it's almost the like table. the law of attraction, isn't it? So you're giving out this positive and yeah. you're believing that it might happen. Yeah. And then I think that you can really convince yourself and other people that yeah. I mean that, that if I knew I'm in forty seven now, Richard, I wish I read this book when I was twenty. <laughs> I would have changed everything. You know what I mean? But like it it it, it definitely works. I feel like I am changed. my look is changing. And, and oh, it's lovely, it's lovely to hear. I mean, yeah, these things become a self-fulfilling prophecy. And, and yeah. so you have to kick it off in the first place. But once you've decided what sort of person you are, those are the vibes you give out, and other people treat you like that, which then reinforces yeah. Yeah. that notion. 
So if you think, well, I'm not a worthy person or I'm, I'm not very confident or I don't deserve that table or whatever it is, you don't go that extra step. And then for that, the, the reinforcement you get is from the world, no, you don't deserve that table or you're not confident or you're not successful. So it's trying to sort of hold that downward spiral and, 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 and get people to go in the opposite direction. Uh, and when it happens, it, it feels like magic. Yeah, and then I I was I really enjoyed it. one of the lucky women that you were uh, studying. I can't remember her name now, uh, she, but she said, uh, "Oh yeah, I'm very lucky. I'm really really lucky." And you re- you then found out that she'd entered competitions like loads every week. She was just mm. entering holidays and everything, and but she just thought she was lucky, but she wasn't. She was just putting the work in. You know? Oh yeah, she, she was a, 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 one of these sort of serial uh, competition entrants. She was entered off, you know, hundreds of competitions, yeah. and then she'd won cars and holidays and so on. And and really, that's a, that's a kind of blueprint for life. You know, if you don't enter mm-hmm. the competitions, if you don't put yourself out there with the right attitude, you, you're not going to win anything. And then you convince yeah. yourself that's the case, and so on. Yeah, that's why people won't, won't do the lottery, or so they go, "I'll never win that." Yeah. They're going, how are you going to win it if you're not in it? Literally, it's like, it is like that. And tell me, what is, um, I just, I, listen, I'm, we won't talk to you for hours and then, but I mean, I could. But what is uh, the four principles in your book, Richard? The, the four principles which underlie a lucky life, uh, one is about seeing opportunities and, and creating and, and seeing them. So we've spoken a little bit about extroversion and other ways of doing that. It's about building community. It's about when those opportunities come along, making the most of them. You then have a second one, which is to do with uh, intuition. That actually, oh. lucky people tend to trust their intuition, where unlucky people don't. They're, they're sort of overly analytical. And, and by the time they've analyzed every aspect of a situation, the world's moved on and, and their viewpoint is often uh, not very helpful. The third is about optimism. Uh, perhaps not surprisingly, lucky people are more optimistic. And as we said, that becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. And the fourth really important one is about what's... Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Now called resilience, that when bad things happen, as they do to everyone, Lucky people have this uncanny ability to bounce back and unlucky people get dragged down. And so the book not only goes through those principles, but it's very kind of concrete exercises for people to do. And as you say, you know, I hope it's fun um, because if it isn't, you know, no one's going to be doing it. So I hope it's no. an enjoyable experience. 
Yes, it is. And I tell you, like last night, we were at a friend of mine's house and we were actually just having a look at the, uh, you know, the how we would interview him, what questions we were asked. His name is John Henderson and he's a friend of myself and Mars. We were in his house last night and I left the house and they stayed there and John was bringing the, all his notes from the Look Factor back up the stairs and then he fell down the stairs last night, yeah. gashed his head, oh. cut open his arm and was blood everywhere and got nine staples in his head. And said, "Well, lucky I'm lucky I didn't die." Yeah, do you know well, what I mean? That, that actually is your is your best kind of attitude there. I mean, you know, yeah. in the book, I tell the story of the guy that broke his leg and goes into hospital. And I said to him, I interviewed him. I said, "Oh, that's a bit unlucky." And he went, "Oh, you're kidding." You know, he, he said, "I could do some time off work. The accident could have been far worse." Yeah. And he actually said, "The last time I went to hospital, I met a nurse. We fell in love. We got married. This may be the best thing that ever happens to me. I don't know yet." Um, and this is, yeah. these are very resilient attitudes. Um, yeah. So yeah. You, know, you don't want bad things to happen, but the, the fact is they're going to. That's often outside of your control. What's within your control is how you respond to them. Yeah, because like, I mean, I would, I'm, I, I was very accident prone as well. I mean, I fell off swings as a kid. One of my swings literally snapped on me. That wasn't my fault. It just hit the deck. My arm fell off me when I was swimming in Australia. <laughs> my knee ripped when I was having a, a poo on the loo. And um, I went, yeah. Do you want to go into that story? No, so I got okay. up too quickly and I ripped the cartilage of my knee. Dear God. And then another one, Richard, was uh, I was doing indoor skydiving only a couple of months ago. And I said, I shouldn't do this. I'm too unlucky. And they went, no, you'll be all right. I was the only one that uh, when they said, was I okay? I put my thumb up and I went sideways and took the instructor <laughs> with me and everybody into the wall. So, <laughs> so but I... It's got to be said, though, if I'd ripped my knee just sitting down my toilet, I wouldn't be doing skydiving. I, I think I, I would, exactly. I would know my limits. So I'm not lucky or unlucky. I'm just an idiot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> so You're very I'm, optimistic. I, I have uh, just because the tags me. The book is The Look Factor, but you have many other books. Out. What's your latest book out now, Richard? Uh, the latest one is uh, called uh, Shoot for the Moon, uh, which yeah. I had the privilege of interviewing all the people that helped put uh, Armstrong and Aldrin on the moon, looking at the amazing mindset they used to do that. So it's not about the technology, it's about the psychology of achieving the impossible. Uh, so wow. that, that was out last year. So yeah, I, I have we'll the, get the fun job of doing these things. Yeah. So finally, in, in like a very few sentences, as you, like how, what, what could you recommend to people who just feel they're so unlucky and they can't be arsed? Do you know what I mean? Like what, what's, what's a sentence that will get them up off that chair? Uh, well, I, I think I, I would actually have some sympathy, first of all, and, and because often people do encounter lots of setbacks, it's very easy to get uh, dragged down. I think the key thing to remember is that you're not born unlucky. There's nothing magical going on. Mm. And that the past. Because you're a skeptic, aren't you, Richard, as well? Uh, absolutely. I'm yes, mm. about that paranormal stuff. But mm. the, the past isn't a guide to the future. So the one thing not to do is decide that because you've been unlucky in the past, you're going to be unlucky in the future. The future hasn't happened yet. Change is possible. And I've seen it again and again that when people change their mindset, they become luckier. So have hope. That would be my message. Oh my God, that's so exciting. Well, Professor Richard Wiseman, and I'm still, I've got 28 days left in my luck school. So um, 
I'm looking forward to because basically like redoing my uh, my, uh, my my look what was it called again with all the look profile that'll do like yeah, that's on. right that's, that's right there's a sort of profile yeah, questionnaire see, in see if that gets yeah. any better but look thanks a million for joining us on Mind Love say thank you Mark thank you very much Richard it's been a pleasure yes and a professor for our yeah. first podcast Richard we're, we're, there we we're go. delighted we're, 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 yeah, well, thank you very much, and thank you for your kind words about the book. That's much appreciated. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh my God, it's like literally changed my life. That's that's for sure. And hopefully, you're, and everybody else can get it now as well. And your new book, of course, which Excellent. is the Shoot for the Moon. Okay, Richard, yeah. I'll see you later. Thanks a million. Take care, Richard. Okay, bye-bye. 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 bye bye. Okay, all right. That was uh, Professor Richard Wiseman on Mind Your Loaf, author of Look Factor, and uh, he's got Shoot for the Moon. I'm going to get that. Yeah, like he was talking to astronauts. What an interesting job to have. You know what I mean? Yeah. He just... And, you know, and this is the thing, like, he, I mean, people go, oh, he's a very lucky fella talking yeah. to the astronauts. He's not. It's all about the mindset. Which is also called get up off your arse. It is. <laughs> I love the way his empathy, because he went, well, first of all, I'd feel very sorry yeah. for people who can't, because I'm just so <laughs> bad. I'm such a comic. What are you doing? Get up there. Put a daisy in your pocket. And go for a smile. Now, in this book, there's many, many tests in the look factor. And that's what's, that's why it's fun as well, because you keep a look journal and you write down all these uh, they're like tests as you go along all these kind of exercises and um, he's interviewed lucky people unlucky people and neutral people which are obviously people who don't think they're lucky or unlucky they're okay. just whatever they don't know and um, so far in all my tests I've been extremely uh, unlucky so that means you are seeing yourself as extremely <laughs> yes, unlucky yes I'm seeing myself as extremely okay. unlucky but now where I'm near the end of the book I have redone a lot of tests you get, really? to, you get to redo them after okay. you, but you must do a lot of the exercises yes and don't worry everybody it's not like oh yeah it's not doing that what do you talk but I think it's great because it's so interactive yeah it's and that's very talking in- about connectivity yeah like, and, it's can also, and also if, I'm, I'm just pushing this book out here because like anybody who's not feeling great about their life and it doesn't matter if it's work or your home or you know like even the way you're raising your children or anything just it's all about just trying something a little bit different because you've got to try different things in your life to change yeah and, and I, some you know, of them don't work out but don't now what he says as well about lucky people is they persevere they persevere yeah you cannot stop it's like that that animation that you might see like this meme which I, I, I people are always sending to me just thought was very funny was it's a, a little miner and he's digging away at a tunnel and then he, sh- he stops but only one more swing and he's got all the gold on the other oh, side of the wall God. so don't right yes and I would say I'm 47, 48 I'm, I'm only literally I think I'm literally only coming into my look right now. This have, book really has changed how you're well, thinking and, and how, books how your and, life is for you then. Yeah, and turn to me and this yeah. podcast yeah. and everything I'm just going for. Mm. You know, the whole thing I'm just, I think has really helped me a lot. I mean, I have my beautiful children, I have my great past and my wonderful life. That I mean, but this has just put me onto a solid journey. Yeah. One thing I'd, I'd really like to just pick up on, you know, the word magic was used there. Now, not, not just in relation with, to his, with Richard, Yeah, you know. And the thing about it is, it's not magic. Because he's given you principles and exercises and everything to do, so it feels more tangible. It's oh. like, I, do you know what I mean? It's not magic. I can make this happen. Oh, so he's not feel- saying go down the end of the garden and run around a pole three times and come back. Yeah, and so then look be isn't magic. It's something yeah. that you can actually harness. Yeah, and that really is empowering. I think. No, that is that. Yeah, fair point. And he does actually go absolutely nuts at anybody who starts touching wood and having rabbit rabbit <laughs> foot in their. He's going no, 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 that's not. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no, no. So this is one of the exercises we're going to do on Mar. Okay. Now, when I first did this exercise, I also, I scored miserably, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's the life satisfaction questionnaire. And anybody listening in can do this. The Oh my God. Wow, I've just said, look at our viewers. 1.5 million subscribers. <laughs> this is fantastic. It was only our first 
our first episode. God, we're doing very well. All down to all down to luck and just push ourselves out I there. Know. Okay, here we go. Okay. This now, is, can you tell me how this quiz works? Yeah, I'm going to tell you. Okay. It's called the Life Satisfaction Questionnaire. Okay. I'm just going to give you uh, six, six... They're not even sentences. They're just like words. They're like connected to your life, right? Okay. And you're going to score between one and seven. One being completely dissatisfied and seven being completely satisfied. Oh my God. Completely. So one is completely satisfied. No, no. One is... No, dissatisfied. <laughs> oh, How did you get that wrong already? <laughs> I'm nervous with numbers, Jason. Okay, so, and then seven is completely... Seven is like, oh yeah, no problem. Satisfied. Yeah, like, so So like if if, if you said to somebody, do you reckon you'll ever like be terminally ill? And like somebody would go, oh, I'm seven. No way, never. So okay. that's how that works. So here we go, you ready? So you just write down your score as I say it. Right, so here's the first one. Do I have to say it out to you? Well, yeah. Do I tell the 1.5 million listeners? Yeah, tell them. Okay. So, first of all, your life in general, from one to seven. I would say six. Wow, very good. Okay, uh, your your family life? Um, five. Right. Your personal life? It's great crack. My personal life being? Well, hmm. I don't know. That can be anything. That could be like your job, your relationships. with. Let's say five. Uh, five. Okay, I hope people are writing this down at home. <laughs> uh, my financial, I love the way I said at home. How old am I? Jesus, you told me we're all like, we're all, so was Gay Burn there for a second, God bless him. Yeah, we're at home. The next one, my financial situation. Um, Two. Right. And then my health. Um, Five. And then the career. Five. Right, now you're not so good with numbers, but can you add... Oh my God, frog in the throat. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse six me. Six 11 and 5 is 16, 17, 18 and 10, 28. Now that is the quickest arithmetic I've ever done in my life. Is it 28? Listeners? Yeah, okay, is that right? It's 28. First of all, I'm very impressed you didn't use your fingers. I didn't. Because but I, I do the thing where I use my fingers and my nose. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 10. <laughs> Anyway, what score did you get? 28. Okay, uh, there's a low, medium and a high score. You are in the medium bracket of a lucky person. Oh. So you're medium. So 6 to 26, if you score that, you're in a low score. So you're considered an unlucky human. Uh, medium score is 27 to 32, which is me- which is good. Means you're okay. pretty, pretty doing pretty well in life. And the high scores is 33 to 42, which is those dudes. What does it say about those people there? Well, it... it or does it say anything? Um, well, yes, but uh, it just says... During his research, he gave this questionnaire to approximately 200 lucky, unlucky and neutral people. The results are shown. There's a graph there. Lucky people are far more satisfied with all areas of the life. Right. And unlucky, and uh, more, much more than unlucky and neutral people. That's just how it is. That's what he's saying there. So if, you're, if you just feel like you're unlucky, you just go, my general life, two, family life, one, <laughs> personal life, I don't know, zero. Zero. Financial, like literally you can hear them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like I went, oh my God, my general life, I don't know, two, one, three. I was, I was, I was so low. There's not even a graph for me. <laughs> Where are the minus numbers? Yeah, yeah, so I literally would have gone into minus. But yeah. well done. So you're okay. You're grand. Okay, today. So he, uh, now one thing I just did, I didn't get to ask him was, which I use quite a lot, is meditation. Yeah. Uh, now we will, what we're going to do is, I think on another episode, is try and come up with a trendy, somebody cool to talk us through meditation. I mean, there is Wim Hof breathing, which I yes. find quite unusual. You do that, don't you? Yeah. So with the meditation, he said to clear your mind and try and start rethinking yourself. You can just sit there and three times a week for 20 minutes, yeah. you can just 
just start ranting to yourself. Like do, do anything. Just like say balloon, 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 balloon or anything you want or any word because it stops you thinking. Yeah. If I lie down, right, and just close my eyes, it is like a floodgate. <laughs> it is a floodgate. You That is worse than me staying, like talking to you. Yeah. So it just, that's why I can, I don't really sleep at, at night because the minute I close my eyes and stay quiet, it just goes, and it's like, oh my God, All here comes all the info. And do you find that having, because you practice meditation quite mm. regularly, don't you? Yeah. Has that helped? Loads. In yeah. this as well. And what do you think about meditation has helped? I think with meditation sleeping? is that, first of all, absolute elation after it. Mm. I feel like I've, I've, I, I feel like I do, I've no troubles at all. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I feel like, oh my God. And and of course, you know, like in like China and all these other amazing countries, they, they just do it all the time. Yeah. And like, and then when I do, when I do meditate, straight afterwards, I go, why didn't I do that? Yeah. Well, I every do day. it every day. Yeah. And then I leave it two weeks and then I do it again. I go, why did you do so I am trying to do it a bit more. And you can do it in your office or do it anywhere. Absolutely. And I know people go, I'm not doing it in my office. I'm not sitting there going balloon, 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 balloon. <laughs> Unless you're a clown. <laughs> if you're a clown about to leave for work, then your grand sitting in your office going balloon, balloon, balloon. Yeah. But like, you can go anywhere. Make but I think that's noise. a very good point that meditation is accessible because we tend to think, oh, you have to be, I don't know, Richard Gere or the Dalai Lama or, you know. There is young people listening to this, Mar. <laughs> They'll think Richard Gere is a fellow that works on, with, with Jeremy Clarkson. Anyway, what I mean is, like, even just sitting with your shit, you know, yeah. just sitting and breathing and just listening to your breaths, just grounding yourself, yeah. saying balloon, balloon, balloon or whatever you want to say. It's just that commitment to saying, I'm just here now and I'm just going to cut off the thoughts. And it's amazing. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I have to do it. Yeah. I really do. Me too. Because, I mean, I... And being a stand-up, you know, I'm even looking, there's chocolate biscuits on the, on the on the plate over there and I'm wondering if there's anything funny I can do do with it. But like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm, that's how my brain goes. Like, I literally have, do you know Tetris? That's my brain. The things fall down out of the sky as quick as all the different shapes. That's all my information comes okay. all day like that. Wow. It doesn't come, and then the more it builds up, the faster they drop. Right. And they go, and then I just go, oh, I can't. So that's when I have to go for a run or meditate and do whatever. But look, and that's the other thing. If you're listening to this, listen to it, why do I keep saying if you're listening to this podcast? If you're not listening to this podcast, then <laughs> you don't know listening. what I'm saying. You don't know what me and Mar have just been saying. So li- literally like, you're not going to come to me in the street and go, here, I wasn't listening to that thing last week. So I thought I'd take you to advice that I didn't hear. Anyway. Anyway. Um, what would you like to say, Jason? People can also, you know, drop a, drop now a line on turn, turn to me or on my Facebook or Instagram and suggest topics they'd like to. Yeah like to get into you yeah. know we've just touched on lucky and unlucky people which is uh, you know because I consider myself unlucky so I hit the selfish thing and I thought that was me so uh, next week we're probably going to do uh, why am I not as fast as Usain Bolt which has got nothing to do with mental health okay. but, but I've started it now so I'll bring a Usain Bolt <laughs> no no problem but yeah so look listen thanks for I think that's enough okay because you know like you know when you're we've already spoken enough and people you know the people are listening you know it's this was longer than you had to listen to it. We've taken out all the, the bits. Even the bit I'm saying now, we've taken out. <laughs> it's amazing, isn't it? It is. Thanks. See you later. Bye. You've been listening to Jason Byrne and Mara and this is Mind Your Loaf. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, tell your friends and don't forget if you or someone you know is going through a tough time, there is professional mental health support online from counselling to support groups all available for free for anyone in Ireland on turntome.ie.
Turn to Me provides professional mental health support. Ah, uh, Jason, oh. do your, uh, you know, your ad voice. Oh, yeah, I'll do the yeah, ad. Yeah, okay, I'll on. do a proper ad okay. thing. Okay, ready? Yeah. As a registered charity, Turn To Me provides professional mental health support online for anyone in Ireland going through a tough time. From one-to-one counselling to group and peer support, Turn To Me is accessible from any device anywhere in Ireland. If you would like to support Turn To Me, you can donate €4 Euros by texting Turn To Me to 50300. Text costs €4. Euros. Turn To Me will receive a minimum of €3.60 Euros service provider-like charity. Helpline 077. Six six eight zero five two seven eight. Is that you? Yeah, that was actually me. There. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving thirty-three percent with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a fifteen-stem bunch of tulips for just nine ninety-nine each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.